0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Abundance of Knowledge. This is Tiffany. I'm sitting here with Daniel Diaz. What's up, Daniel? Hello.
1: Hello. I if you
0: want to introduce yourself, Daniel, tell us what you've been up to and who are you?
1: Yes, hello. My name is Daniel Diaz. I am 27 years old and I live in Southern California. I'm from Hawthorne, California, and I... I've been diagnosed with autism since the age of 11, and I just recently graduated from a four-year university last year, and uh, one of my hopes oh. is to create a better world for people with autism and oh. to break negative stereotypes and stigmas, and one of the ways I do that is being very social, and my hope is that one day it wouldn't matter that if someone has autism or not, that they're treated like like any other individual in the world.
0: Yeah, and you started a few groups. You started a church, and what else have you been doing?
1: I started a uh, ministry, but as of right now, it's kind of my own thing. But um, I have done other stuff, but, yeah, um, my faith in Christ is very, um, very, how to put it, It's a big identifier of my life among not just being autistic and other uh, identities, uh, but definitely both of them are big in my life. So yeah, my ministry is called um, a, um, what is it called? It is called a new perspective. Yes. That's what it's called. And the hopes is basically what I, what is my mission is to create a world, that um people with autism don't have to be um thought less of because of their uh, this um disorder that's what it was called growing up so
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know just to be treated like every other person
0: okay and what led you to following that path or were you always Mm. headed in that direction since you came to find out that you were autistic
1: you know, the, the road being autistic at a young age, at the age of 11, I rejected it at first. I thought I was stupid, was very upset, oh. and I was dealing with a lot of behavior issues as a child, uh, from elementary on to most of, uh, even a good part of, to high school. And It's not until sophomore year where I got better at it, and middle school is when I stopped wanting to be not antisocial. Because during my time in middle school, I was actually not very social in the sense of wanting to engage with others. I actually was very antisocial. That I, like, the thought of having friends repulsed me and disgusts me, to be honest. Uh, luckily, I'm not um. like that at all anymore. But yeah, I made the decision in middle school to, while I was walking home, was like, I'm alone. I don't like being this way. And then I oh. became... Yeah. And then I became, I like, like a switch, lights, you know, on a light, I decided to be social and here we are.
0: Wow. Oh, so is that what made you realize the difference or what, what was it that brought you to really wanting to push forward in this path of helping other people understand what autism really means when someone says that they're autistic? What started, like, your mission to opening that door of, you know, closing the gap?
1: I think one of them would be talking to um, uh, people who raise kids with autism, parents, because just, like, in the last five, eight years, I will have conversations because I, uh, during high school, my sophomore year, I do remember just being open with being autistic, so I wasn't even open okay. of being autistic like I am now until high school, like the second year. And then it kind of just continued from there on out.
0: So you would speak to like, you know, parents of children with autism?
1: In passing, I would talk about my, just what I do or introduce myself because I'm a very, uh, I approach people. So I just, you know, right. if I'm at a gathering or junction party, I would be the first one to engage with conversation because I want to know people because I'm very friendly and very outgoing and very social. So with that nature, conversations begin, and sometimes um, the conversation goes that you know I have a child with autism for some way, um, some reason that happens, or you know um, I was the one the first time was at a job and. Uh, I was working there. I would ride my bike from my community college to the job in Torrance, so it's like it would take 30 to 45 minutes just to get to the job. Mm-hmm. And then one day, a customer—he was a father—and his son came in, and you know, their the son had like a toy, and that, and I told the dad, I was like, sir, uh, I see your son with the toy. Does he not know it's compatible with a video game? It's not really meant to be outside." Oh, and right. then the father uh, kindly told me, Oh, he's autistic, he doesn't understand. And I said, like, Cool, I'm autistic too. The dad could not believe and could not comprehend that I was autistic and working at no. where I was working at. And then he went off in the sense of, I'm just trying to talk to my son, I, I don't know how to uh, talk to me. It's like, and that was the first time in that instance, one of many, that I had to talk to someone with a child with autism or you know, the conversation about autism in general. So that was like the first. And, um, you know, um, yeah. Uh, and then I, I was I was taken back. And then I told this, sir, well, there's a spectrum. Is he high-functioning? Is he severe autistic? Because I'm on mm-hmm. the higher-functioning. So I'm actually diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, which is a form of higher-functioning okay. autism. So, yeah. Um, okay. And then I told the dad, like, you're gonna he's gonna have to want it be like i did with middle school i i wanted to be social i wanted to you know have friends and you know i wanted right. it so i worked hard for it
0: yeah okay and do you ever find yourself comforting the people you meet in passing that say like i know someone who has autism i know You know, my child has autism or my, you know, niece or nephew. I ask because, you know, I work with kids with autism. Yes. And I find that a lot of people are comforted when they feel like you understand what it is they're going through. Um, Mm. In terms of like the parents that I work with, I explain, you know, my brother is autistic. He's high functioning as well. And when I start to explain what I've been through and just learning more about him, I can relate to the fear that they have. I can relate to the frustration that they have, because yeah. especially when they first get diagnosed, there's only so much their parents know. And it's it's frustrating yeah. and it's it's scary. And I definitely remember my parents uneasy a lot of the times because they didn't really understand how to teach my brother they didn't understand how they could really take care of him and have him live you know to the fullest extent that he could yes and it's very nerve-wracking and frustrating especially when you know your child doesn't understand same way you know other children do but i think they do find a sense of comfort when they meet someone else that knows someone with autism. So when they Mm -hmm. find out that my brother is autistic, when they find out that you are autistic,
1: Mm. do you
0: ever feel the same way? Like you're comforting them in a way?
1: Uh, I want to inspire them. That's kind of the goal because uh, like I, um, I didn't when I was diagnosed, I didn't, first of all, autism, I, I say this a lot with people, but autism is not what it is now. And that's for the better in the sense of the research and the understanding and the numbers too, there's more autistic people than ever than there was when I was diagnosed, you know, 15 years ago or 16 years ago now. So it's, you know, I'm very, um, and the depiction on media is different too. Um, you know, there, there wasn't no, you know, knowledge of it, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah. So, no, so, definitely so, so. do you think there's more people that are autistic now, or do you think it's just more the fact that they can diagnose and find it earlier
1: these yes i uh, I think uh more kids now are getting diagnosed at a younger age, and whether it's so I've heard that there's some um uh, you know what do you call it uh it's if it's not accurate um diagnosis or anything that's really not the point that there's more mm-hmm. tests and stuff like that and more parents are more knowledgeable society is more knowledgeable yeah. with, you know there's light up blue day there's autism awareness month there, there was not that yeah when i was growing up so i'm just saying that uh that's why i would assume that there would be more i mean the ones who are mm-hmm. autistic when i was in let's say 20 years ago even 10 years ago we're still around so it's, you know we're still part of that number and then new yeah. ones get you know diagnosed and then therefore there must be new you know what I mean it's like there's more people on the earth every you know you know day um, year so the world population is getting bigger so it right. would be a safe assumption that more autistic people are in the world as well since there's a percentage of it of autistic. Um, people in the globe okay yeah
0: if you don't mind me asking when you found out that you were autistic mm-hmm. how did that make you feel going back to school after being diagnosed?
1: I don't remember exactly going back to school that feeling though I'll never forget the night or the or at least the day I was extremely upset and that's putting in mildly because, um, yeah, I just, I, um, I was just, I was very young. I was like 11. So, you know, these emotions, I didn't understand which I have a better grasp of my emotions now in the Mm -hmm. sense of understanding them. And I I would like to think I, I definitely have a better control over my emotions than I was as an 11 year old child and younger. But no, I was furious when I found out because I thought it was mm. dumb. I thought you know, maybe even I thought it was less than I thought, you know. It it was not a yeah, it was it mm. was it was tough to accept it. Let me uh in other words, I did I kinda rejected it at first, but as I got older I learned to accept it and then as now I want not only do I accept it, I like like, I try to encourage others and myself, too, to be honest. But, you know, I always tell myself I didn't grow up with people with autism as role models or, you know, people to look up to. But now I, maybe I could be that to a, a young child or someone going oh, through the same struggles sweet. that I did. That's sweet. So I, one of the reasons why I work so hard for um, people with autism like me is, like, I know exactly what I went through as a child. I know exactly what struggles I went through because of my disorder, my autism and stuff like that. And I don't want anyone to go through that if that is preventable. And, you know, because people with autism tend to have um, outbursts or emotional uh, or they're overstressed or they think too much yeah, or, or they have tensions. T- and sometimes they don't know why or they can't control it, or they can't control it. So, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll put it this way. I, um, I was at a convention, or there was a convention going on in downtown LA, right? I, I, I couldn't go in. Let's just put it that way. And I'm walking around, I'm in a cosplay, which basically means a costume. I was mm-hmm. in a Power Ranger costume. That I own, and you know, I freak out a lot. So I'm walking around taking pictures because I want to be part of the festivities, even though I don't have a ticket in. I just put it, and it was, the, it was nighttime, so the 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 convention was over, and oh, I'm taking okay. pictures. I'm taking pictures with kids. I'm taking pictures of families, and you know, the 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 same old, same old. And then I take a picture with this guy, and then he know what I wear is an autism speaks pen I used to wear, and oh. he's like, he's like, and then he talks to me. He's like. Oh, autism! I have an I have a nephew named who's who has autism. I was like, oh, here we go, and I take out my helmet because I have a helmet on or mask if he was like, I have autism too. I don't remember his exact reaction, but I told him I was like, hey, I want to let's take let's stay in touch, let's exchange social media, and I would like to introduce myself to your nephew and his parents. Oh. Long story short, I end up like communicating through social media. This is what happened so often so or, um later on but yeah I because now I'm making my goal to know everyone who's autistic in my life or like if they're around me and they're autistic if they would like to reveal themselves first off I don't go ask hey are you autistic no I don't say stuff like that but <laughs> you know I want to because I, I want to create like a strong network and a community for people that have autism and uh with that guy he I, I got in touch with the mom because the mom makes a social media uh page for her son and his uh her journey and basically the family's journey with the son's uh journey with autism. And he's a young kid too. So he's like oh, wow. I don't know, he's like nine or maybe um, younger than that. But I made a video, you know, I was working with my dad because we do a lot of renovations in this household, and I remember, oh, it was his the mom posted it was his birthday. It was like three months later or after or something like that. It was it was weird okay. post, but the point is that it was his birthday. He she made a birthday post, so I decided to make a a little motivation video for the kid, and okay. I put on the I put on the whole suit and everything, oh. and I said, "Hey, you! Um, I just want to let you know, don't you don't want to be normal? Why be normal when that's overrated? When you can be super." Uh, uh-huh. yes. Um, don't let your, I don't remember exactly what I said, but you know, who, yeah, you have autism, Motivation, don't let that get yeah. you down. I said something, uh, it's just something from the heart, but I don't remember exactly. And then I forgot about it. And then I check on my messages and then I got a message that I n- will never forget. I open it and it said, Hey, my son was having a tantrum. And I didn't know what to do. Then I look on my social media and then your video pops up. And then I saw it and I showed it to my son and my son immediately calmed down. Thank you very much. And that one, like, wow, this is, that's like that kid who who I still never met. I never met this kid face to face. I have never met his parents. I only met the uncle once. And that was it. But because of that, I was able to make a message that calmed them down. And, you know, that's, like, that's important. I think that's, yeah. like, you don't forget stuff like that. You, you have an impact on others. And uh, we tend to forget that That people watch us and they see what we do and how we handle ourselves in difficult situations or how we just uh, do our day-to-day life. And we, they see our behaviors, our, how we present ourselves uh our attitudes and you know stuff of that nature when like it's hard how is this person especially when it's someone you look up to so i always you know for a couple years i wanted to be a role model i guess since high school and now like when when i read that i was like i think i was nearly in tears or it got my heart and I was like this is important what i'm doing it matters
0: that's really sweet. That's really cool of you though to make that video.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy.
0: <laughs> That's really sweet. What do you think your most common response is when you tell people you are autistic?
1: I wouldn't tell. I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have guessed, uh, for the most part. Uh, it's not always a hundred times that or every time, but it is that. A lot of times, and um, you know, I i learned to like, I'm, I'm going to take this up as a compliment, but the goal is they shouldn't say that it's not they're being trying to be mean or anything, or I'm no. being offended by it. No, I'm trying to say, what is my goal? That having okay. autism, it shouldn't matter. They're seeing that if you look at on uh, read between the lines, basically, what they're trying to say is. I'm not used to someone autistic talking as much as you. I'm not used right. to someone used as someone who is social and outgoing or whatever. I'm not I'm not the typical autistic person. Right. I know that. That's the point. But and how do it make you like feel I'm when they say to, that? Yeah, I, I it's not like I'm trying to not this is who I am. I just happen to be autistic. Right. But it's not like, oh I gotta be social as heck. Like it's like a like a performance per se, you know I got oh gotta put on my mask and like because really i'm I'm a really shy right. person, I don't talk a lot, but this is what I gotta do to be a role model this is you know this is what I gotta mm-hmm. do for the you know to make a better world. no, this is just who I am, I just it just aligns with my goals, so
0: yeah, you're not want... doing it because you feel like you need to, you're doing it because you want to because that's just part of you.
1: In ingenuous or fake or lying to me? Yeah. No, I'm not misleading you. What you see is what you get. You can ask my family members how I'm presenting myself to you, or or you see videos of me or whatever. It's like no, that's him twenty-four-seven. This is not. He's not putting on an act. He literally is like this, and that's what I want. I want people to believe what I'm doing. I'm not putting on a show just for your um, podcast mm-hmm. or or some video on the internet or you know that's like oh he's got to do that for uh um, x and y and that's not really him this is me it's a hundred percent so yeah that's um because i know some people are they got to put on you know ooh, 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 and they're like really down 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 like a like a very simmered down person and it's just like um
0: yeah it's interesting you you say that because mm -hmm. my brother is kind of the same way he's actually very social he's the one that goes up to people and you know hi like how was your day and he's always been that way since he was young which to a lot of people they're like he can't be autistic they don't like to speak they don't like to talk they don't like to socialize
1: they're very Um, introverts they're yeah i heard it Uh, my brother's the opposite they're one or the other they're Can't stop them. Yes, you can't make them stop talking, or they don't talk at all. It's one of the two. Yeah, from my experience, it's really yeah,
0: yeah. So my brother's the same way. He socializes with everybody. Everybody. He he walks down the street and he's you know good morning, hi, how okay, have a good day. And even if they're not responding to him, he'll still okay. Well, you know, nice talking to you. Nice Mm -hmm. meeting you. And he's just always been that way that's just the way he is is just how he's always been and same thing he doesn't try to put up an act for anyone he doesn't um you know it's never stopped him which is beautiful I think he has inspired me so much as Mm. he grew up and same with you like I see you doing all your work and you're posting your, you know, Earth Day videos, and I love it. It's inspiring the work that you're doing to thank you very much. Help your own community, you know, and that's big and it's very important because I feel yeah. like it's not really. There's a lot of work being done in this field, um, but it's it's so wonderful and it's so beautiful to see you doing the work that you're doing just to help someone just like you and you know, that's, that's just the way of the world. Um yeah. Same thing with, you know, I've worked with kids and, you know, my dad works with kids and, and it's just when you're passionate in this way, it really goes a long way. And I think we all try to help ourselves in some way and we try to pass along, you know, that's what I do with this podcast. I try to pass along my struggles. Things that I've gone through, things that I've seen or experienced to help somebody else out there that maybe has been through a similar experience to help them understand that they're not by themselves. They're not alone because none of us are alone in this world. We all have someone we can look to and say, wow, you went through something I went through. Okay. I can take parts of what you went through and move forward in life with that. And you know, you don't have to do exactly what someone else does, but just hearing someone else's story I think gives a little more comfort yes and that's definitely like what I've seen a lot working in this field me just being able to open up and share my fear of not understanding my brother because there was a long time where I felt like I never would I felt like honestly, like I felt like a terrible sister because I felt like I was never going to understand him the way I understand my youngest brother. And it hurt and it angered me and it frustrated me. And I wasn't always great with him. I took my frustration out on him a little bit and he never did say anything mean to me, was never angry with me. He did nothing but love me and show me kindness and it really went a long way because that really showed me how to be compassionate and inspired me to be kinder and, you know, more considerate of what other people go through. Mm-hmm. And I think with him being diagnosed and I was young, I ended up doing support groups with other siblings of people with special needs, mm-hmm. um, some more severe than others. And mm-hmm. But, you know, the the situation and everything that we were feeling was nothing more or less than what anyone else there was feeling. And eventually I got to mentor those kids. And I volunteered a lot with, you know, nonprofits that helped um, kids with special needs socialize and meet people and make new friends. And now here I am going back to school to yeah. pursue my degree and help these kids because what my brother Micah showed me was that he was no different than Mm -hmm. any of these kids that I meet. Micah has nothing but heart and he's so smart. Like there's really not much that separates him from, you know, neurotypical kids. Mm -hmm. And now working with these kids with autism, they're, So wonderful. They're so sweet. Mm -hmm. And it definitely does hurt to, to really think that other people see them as maybe less than or slower or they don't understand. Yeah. And, and aggressive. And, you know, they're, they're, they think that these kids are just terrible and, and it's just working with them. Mm -hmm. I can look them in their eye and I just, the love that they give me the Mm -hmm. compassion and the kindness. And you know, some of them are Mm nonverbal and it's just the love that they give me without even saying anything is amazing. And it's so beautiful. And they're, they're so wonderful. I can't even tell you, Daniel, they're they're just so wonderful. There are days where their love picks me up. You know, I'm not having Mm -hmm. a good day and they help me. Mm -hmm. And It's beautiful. And definitely that is my mission as well, is to share with everyone. Because I always say, you know, being autistic, they're not dumb. They're not stupid. They just (laughs) understand in a different way.
1: Different perspective of thinking and uh, different thought patterns and uh, communicating, understanding the world and themselves. You know, how can you understand the world when it's difficult to understand yourself um, as you get older and you know, that's everyone, you know, yeah. everyone's trying to understand what their place is, what their place is in this world and how to go about it and um, opportunities that are given to them or not. People have to work hard for the opportunities and uh,
0: right.
1: things of that nature. And will they get assistance? Do they need assistance? Do they want to be even assisted? And right. Then, and then that's a whole different conversation and different factors that put
0: things in you know perspective yeah and it's yeah. it's the the tantrums and the anger and
1: yeah that's that the,
0: all comes from you know and people see it as oh they're just you know basically a menace and they just want to be disruptive. but yeah. it's so frustrating yes. when you don't even understand yourself and the people who take care of you and you know that love you and want to support yeah. you they don't know how sometimes their families their parents that really don't know how and they do these therapies now which are great to not only assist the child in you know developing social skills or things that they need to be more independent but also for the families and showing them how they can you know better help their child their brother their sister so it's great that they have all that extra support for the families Mm. but i don't think a lot of people understand how frustrating it must be for the child themselves to not understand why can't i do certain things that other people can
1: Mm.
0: why you know and, and it's not that they can't it's just that there's a different way that they have to go about learning it
1: yes it's true yes
0: yeah so i definitely think part of it I, of course, like, I want to continue down this, you know, line of work. I'm going to continue with my degree, help these kids as much as I can. And I take it one kid at a time because sometimes I just want to save all of them at once. <laughs> but I have yeah. to take it one at a time. And my ultimate goal, you know, is to open up a nonprofit for the siblings, Um, which I also think is overlooked because the siblings dynamic of what the family is it changes. When you know mom and dad have to give a little extra support to brother or sister with autism and Down syndrome, whatever it is, yeah. yeah, and it definitely helps for them to get some kind of therapy and some kind of just place, safe place where they can go and just not feel like they're being looked at or they're they're treated different. Because they tend to feel like they're treated differently because, you know, all the other kids at school are like, oh, your brother's, you know, slower or, you know, mm-hmm. kids are mean.
1: Could be, yes, they can be.
0: Yeah. So that is my ultimate goal. And I am really proud of you, Daniel. That's, that's, that's really amazing. All the work you've been doing. Thank you. And continue to do. Mm-hmm. And, you seem very strong and confident, and I'm I'm happy for you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and I'm and I I want to say thank you for inviting me to the podcast and of course an opportunity. Um, I want to thank you for what you have told me and what you you know what your goal is your ultimate goal is for the siblings and the nonprofits and uh, it's just so amazing that you have such a heart for. You know those who are in need and can use it, and I appreciate that. And you, you have a really good heart, and I love your in- intentions to help others in this passion, and you pursue it, and you want to work hard for it, and you you love your um, your sibling, your uh, Mike, I believe, right? Micah, yeah, Micah, Mike. yeah, Mike. yeah uh, Micah, and um, you know, it's just um, it's reassuring because. I used to be all about we gotta we gotta do it ourselves, and we had to show that we are capable and we can rely on ourselves and our community, but also, I forget that i didn't do this alone i i, I didn't get the i didn't get to where I am my success all by myself. I had the need of others around me as we all do, or most of us do, and um I really owe it to my parents and my siblings. And my uh, my teachers and um, oh. counselors that had a big impact on me in my adolescence and my my adult life. But one of the biggest, if not the biggest, and I I can't not give credit to the big man, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, that I'm able to present myself and uh, the way I am because all thanks to Him because I said to Christ when around the time I was autistic, actually. So when I bring up my autism, I have to bring up Jesus Christ and what he has done for me because he died for my sins and he loves me and he loves everyone and he died for um, their sins as well. And it's just, it means so much to me that my love for people and my love for my savior is hand in hand and I, I just, you know, It feels like a divine purpose, if you will. And uh, I definitely found my purpose in college and I I cannot ever give myself the full credit. I have to give credit to my my family who loves me, my support group, which is friends. And when I was in school, then the counselors and the teachers that pushed me when I was misbehaving or I needed to be in check or I had lack of motivations because even I struggle with um, my confidence um and then it's jesus christ that gives me the strength when i'm lacking he he um blesses me and i i cannot ever just you know say it was it was all me it was all me i did it all by myself i just really wanted it real bad i worked hard for it yeah that's how it is no it's because of christ it really is and the love of my family and friends and my support group and the desire to um have a passion for others and love for other people and uh, just the way It's it's a number of factors but Jesus Christ so yes
0: every time I talk to you I cry like I I cry you inspire me and I I hope you really see what a beautiful soul you are because everything you do everything you are I'm just I'm so happy I'm so happy that I have met you And I really want to say, I thank you so much for, Mm. you've done so much for me and you don't even know, Mm. like you have touched me so deeply that I, there's, there's no way I could ever show you the gratitude that I wish I could because I, it's, you're such a beautiful person.
1: Please don't ever change
0: for anything. (laughs) Please continue. (laughs) I hear
1: that a lot. (laughs) Thank you very much. I uh, I truly appreciate that, uh, um, Tiff, and um, I appreciate you. I'm I'm glad that you we we got we got in touch. We're doing this podcast right now. Hey, what was the podcast? I want to properly plug it.
0: It's it's abundance of knowledge.
1: Abundance of knowledge. You are watching abundance of knowledge podcast, <laughs> Tiff, and me. But you're watching that right now. But I just want to say I want to give a round of applause. to tiffany for abundance of knowledge podcast
0: thanks daniel
1: this is where the audience you clap along and you congratulate her please leave comment <laughs> below positively. you're doing great tiffany or this is an amazing podcast oh, or just, thank you share this with all your friends and family that abundance of knowledge podcast you're well, able yeah, to well, listen to this share it with those you know Share it with your neighbor. Share it to that one (laughs) weird lady with the cats. You share it to her, too. I want you to share it because people need to know what Tiffany is doing. And we're going to do great things, and we're going to change the world. So please share. Give a moment of opportunity to share this and leave a positive comment. Positive comments only. So
0: yes yeah definitely I would love to continue work with you and you know we'll, we'll do this again we'll do other little projects on the side I definitely would love and enjoy that mm-hmm. if you're up for it
1: yeah I should be but
0: yeah but we'll talk soon come up mm-hmm. with a game plan yeah but I really appreciate you Daniel mm-hmm. I'm just just opening up and sharing talking so thank you
1: and uh um, to the audience, uh, I don't get paid to make her cry, so
0: <laughs> if,
1: this, if, this, if this episode... You
0: might as well. You'd be a, pod- a millionaire if you did.
1: If this podcast has touched you, again, I really urge you to comment. If you have someone that you know that has autism, I just want to share a quick message. Don't let the condition, disorder, disadvantage, handicap, whatever you want to call it, or it's called or you identify it yourself, do not, and I repeat, do not let that hinder your life of joy, peace, and love in this life. You are amazing. Don't stress yourself out too much. And I want to let you know that you're loved by Jesus Christ. And I'd like to get to know you. So you you can message me. And I really want you to know that though this life can be very difficult and hard to understand and it's crazy and it's confusing and people are mean and they yell at each other or they do awful things to one another but I want you to know that there are good people in this world and you know, life is worth living. So I want you to know that don't let your your condition that, you know, whatever it be, I don't care if it's dyslexia or or uh, paranoia or um, ADHD, ADD, even though those are not really things anymore uh, with the ADD. But the point I'm trying to make is that whatever condition that you live with, health-wise, mental, neurolog- neurological, nervous system-wise, cardio- cardiovascular-wise, um, uh, breathing-wise, just don't let that hinder your life. Uh, find ways to enjoy this beautiful life and connect with others be encouraging to others and be encouraging to yourself and just uh, appreciate those around you who love you and care about you because i can guarantee you no matter how awful you think about yourself someone cares and loves you for who you are it's about time you start loving yourself for who you are that's my message
0: Thank you, then. that thank you. That was really beautiful. Thank you. But I don't know if you want to leave your um, Instagram at so everyone yes, can find yes. you and message
1: you. Yes. Well well first I wanna say yet again, thank you, Tiffany, for this yes. podcast abundance of knowledge. I hope I said that <laughs> right. You and, did. And um, I had a I had a great conversation with you and I would love to have more conversations. Maybe another episode or another collaboration yeah. on the way. But here's if you'd like to follow me and what I do, um, I also have a charity up and coming in two years, which I'm planning. And okay. maybe you'd like to be a part of that. I have done charities. I, I didn't talk about that in this episode, but mm-hmm. basically I'm planning to do a, uh, a charity in my community and in a children's hospital in two years. So okay. um, so uh, my Instagram is Hawthorne underscore baby. That's um, Hawthorne, like, the author and the city, because I resigned Other underscore baby. I would love to uh, talk to you. If you are uh, a parent or someone you know have autism, send them my way. I would love to talk to them and have a conversation with them, encouraging messages and get to know uh, not only the person with autism, the child or adolescent or teenager, or even young adult or, or older, I don't care. Uh, I would like to get to know them and have a personal relationship with them and, um, work together to create a world that does not, um, have negative, negative stigmas for those who have autism. It doesn't matter if you have autism. And, uh, to, and if you're a parent with, uh, uh, a child with autism, I just want to encourage you, um, though the road is hard, I, I would like to let you know I have, again, I have a college degree. Uh, I have a ministry that I started by myself and I have done multiple charities um, and um, I love people and I'm very outgoing and we continue doing this, what I do, because it is my purpose in life. I truly believe that. And um, so if you're, you know, you're wondering where your child's future is going to be, just know that now they have role models and I know other people, others that are doing amazing things. So I leave you with that. And my Instagram again is Hawthorne underscore ape.
0: I love it. Thank you, Daniel. I really appreciate it. I'm so proud of you for doing God's work. Continue, follow the path. Yes. Continue to love yourself because you're a beautiful person. But thank you. We'll end it here. Thank, you, thank guys you guys for listening and, and just being here with Daniel. And I hope you feel the, bright light that he is like I do because it's so wonderful to have people like you in this world Daniel I can't tell you enough yeah. so thank you thank you guys God bless God bless you Daniel
1: our uh, glory goes to God none to me and I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day
0: yeah till next time guys we'll be back soon
1: bye, bye. guys